Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm Amy Ravel, one of your hosts. And I'm the other host, Kirsty Ferugia. We're so glad that you have made time in your week to spend with us today. We are tackling a topic that we know will hit close to home for every single person because it hits close to home for every person that's a human, and that is talking about jealousy versus contentment. And what in the world does that have to do with decluttering and intentional living and organising and all the things that our podcast is known for? How do jealousy and contentment you know, fall in within that. And um, it's not black and white. You're not either jealous or content. I think there is a scale with which we move up and down. Kirst, do you feel like um, maybe even over, say, the last five years that your general state of jealousy versus contentment scale, whether you've moved along that? So if we think of jealousy as like the left side and contentment as the right, do you feel like where you generally sit has shifted? I think it's really hard to generalise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know I said it's not black and white, but... Well, why don't you tell us how you feel? How do you answer that question? I think that at different stages in our life, I have felt like I sit different spots on that um, spectrum. I feel like when we were um, quite money and asset poor and so we were you know newly married and working our jobs but we're relatively unskilled and you know just doing random jobs that I actually sat pretty high on contentment because even if I did see something that I was like oh I like that or I see that or I wish we could have that we just didn't have the means and I feel like then as we both progressed in our careers and developed more opportunities and had more income, I actually moved further up the je- to the jealousy line, like not fully up there, but definitely erred closer. And that was because we had means, but we hadn't really worked out our purpose. We hadn't really worked out our vision. And so it was like, I just look at everybody else and think, I just want a bit of everything that they have. Like I don't want that person's life fully, but I'll have the best bit of everybody's mm-hmm. and the jealousy erred up and I feel like probably in the last maybe five to eight years I've gone even better not better but further towards contentment because we've really as a family and as a couple defined what our values are and so we're less jealous because we don't want what other people have we want what's best for us does that give some context of the thinking I had around the scale yes yeah does it help you know Um, where you what your journey's been with it um kind of I think that I wobble all over the scale depending on what is happening in my own life Mm -hmm. and what I see in others and how I how can content I am within myself so I can absolutely see how it can be tied to having values and goals absolutely see that and Mm -hmm. but I can also see how you know one day something doesn't bother me and then the next day I'm really jealous for it yeah because of what's going on in my own head around a whole lot of different things (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, you know, one day I don't want a handbag. Next day I've, you know, had a fight with Simon and I want that handbag. So <laughs> I think yes. that yeah. it is actually more more about 
the contentment within myself mm-hmm. rather than tying it to the um, goals and values that I have mm. as a human. Yeah, and where you are in the life stage and that type of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And I think probably everybody's a bit of both, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, the definition of jealousy is that it refers to the thoughts or feelings of insecurity, fear and concern over a relative lack of possessions or safety. And I, I, re- I think my favourite word in that sentence is relative lack. So it is relative. So when I go to friends' houses whose houses are much bigger than ours and they earn more than us and their cars are newer than ours, I will be more inclined toward jealousy than I am if, you know, we're hanging out with friends who don't have that. Um, and so I think it is that relative lack of possessions or safety. Mm. And I actually love the rest of um, the wiki definition of jealousy as well, because it says jealousy can consist of one or more emotions such as anger, resentment, inadequacy, helplessness, or disgust. And Mm. I think that sometimes within me, it is like inadequacy and helplessness, like (laughs) rather like so sometimes jealousy can be turned in can be turned inwards into like what do I need to achieve mm. that that I see in others rather and does, than is that the inadequacy is that that yeah um, like well yeah. there's no way I could put like how can I earn half a million dollars a year mm, or mm. like when am I ever going to be able to get to that point because yeah. it's not within my frame of reference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and helplessness like yeah so I think it's it's really interesting and I absolutely agree about the relativeness of it and I think that that's why I'm so committed like to not watching um tv shows that are force a particular view mm-hmm. <laughs> um or and I don't get um like I unsubscribe to junk mail and like emails from stores and stuff around what I'm missing out on if I don't yeah. buy into the latest greatest craze because mm-hmm. that's when I'm all like oh oh I wish I had the money to be able to do that and I yeah. actually do. <laughs> like this yeah. is such a first world problem. Like it's just let's just put it right out there at the start that <laughs> most of what we're talking about today is totally a first world problem and sounds very, very privileged. I think that many of our consumerism and consumerist habits can be boiled down to jealousy is that we look at what someone else has or we look at what someone else we perceive that they have. It's mm-hmm. not even what they actually have. And we feel like we need to get it. It's the old keeping up with the Joneses. It's going, oh, well, I want what they've got. Um, And what we don't know is like we've had discussions with the kids where they say, why can't we have a better house? You know, so many of our friends have awesome houses with two living rooms and they've got a pool and they've got this and they've got that and they've got a media room and they've got room for a pool table. And we're like, yes, but we don't know at what cost. We don't know if they have a million-dollar mortgage. We don't know if they're actually in jobs that they hate so that they can pay for a house that they love. 
And we've talked to them about the fact that Cal and I choose to be in jobs that we absolutely love, even though we could go into jobs that pay more, but our values don't align with that. So, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and that consumerism can be such a great chance to stop and reflect on the why. Like, why do I feel that? And what's the full story? You know, we always talk about Insta perfect. You don't get the full story often. So what else could be going on that you have chosen to focus on differently or that you struggle with too? <laughs> it's not always that you've got it sorted. No, 100%. <laughs> and I I have to say do that in my head quite a lot, like have that similar conversation that you have with the boys yep. in my head. Like when I see people driving around in cars that I actually don't even want. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, how? How do they have the house that they have, the cars yeah. that they have? The, how do they go out to dinner, have takeaway, buy everything that they ever want on Iconic? How do they do that? And I have to go... That's right. I don't know how they do that. Like, I don't need to do, know how they do that. It's none of my business. Because mm-hmm. the reality is maybe they've lost both their parents. I was and, just about to say that. Know, yes. horrific things have happened to yeah. them that they are now in a situation that they would gladly give up mm-hmm. to have the other thing restored to them. Yeah, so we 100%. Just don't know. And we don't know how they're sleeping at night, you know, like yeah. if they're able to sleep at night because of the debts that's hanging mm-hmm. over them. Like it's just um, let them be them, let me be me, and mm-hmm. let me do the work in myself to move more towards contentment. Yeah. And I think, Kess, that we have like a overarching jealousy that, you know, that is what marketing – often um sells into is our is our insecurities our incompetencies and that stirs up that jealousy that inadequacy helplessness all of those things we talked about before so sometimes it can be that generalized i wish i had a better car i wish i had money to get my hair colored but i do it at home i don't do it at all or everyone seems to be getting their nails done i've never had my nails done i couldn't afford that so you can be like the generalized jealousy And I think that is really challenging and I don't think that's a healthy place to live in because I don't think that out of jealousy come all these wholesome and helpful um, emotions and thoughts. But I think there's also that really specific jealousy when you start to compare yourself to one particular person and that can ruin a friendship, that can ruin relationship where all of a sudden it's like, well, everything about them is what I want and now I don't like them because they just make me feel like crap, but it's actually nothing to do with them. So there's two types, I think. Oh, yeah, and a whole, yeah, and everything in between. (laughs) Yes, the full spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Like I was talking to a beautiful friend of mine the other day and she was um, telling me some really exciting news that's happening with her and some opportunities that are coming her way and I was so excited for her and I was also, I want that too, mm. but not out of jealousy. Like I didn't want it. I, like I, I've been really dwelling on this a lot and going, am I jealous of her? I don't think I am because I'm so excited for her. I'm also think that there's plenty to go in the, around in the world and so yeah. I want that too. Like, yeah. So, Kirst, do you think there's a difference then 
is what you're describing jealousy? Because is jealousy about, I don't want you to have it and I want to have it? Or is jealousy sometimes I want that too? Do you know what I mean? Like there's a difference in saying you don't deserve that, but I do. And oh, I want that as well. Yeah. No. And I don't think that that's jealousy in that I don't want you to have it. Mm. I think jealousy is like that anger, resentment, like why, like, why does she get it? And I don't. Mm. And Mm -hmm. why do, um, or I'm never going to be able to get that. And I'm really upset because I really, really want that. Mm. Um, And so I don't, that's why I'm like, I don't actually think that what I'm feeling towards what my friend is achieving is um, jealousy because it, I'm not angry or resentful or yeah. feeling inadequate or feeling helpless or disgust that I don't get that too. I'm yeah. actually like inspired yeah. by what she is yeah. doing and what she's being able to achieve. And I'm like, and I can do that too. Like that it's not a comparison. She's going to do it so brilliantly in her own way and I am going to do it differently and equally brilliant in my own way. Mm. Um, but it was just it was just interesting because I was like, am I is this coming from a place of jealousy? Yeah. Or is this coming from a place of like, you know, like um I keep thinking about like when Harry Met Sally movie, when yeah. they're in the um uh diner. In the restaurant, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll and, have what she's having. Yeah, and that <laughs> other person goes, I'll have what she's having because that looks yeah. really good. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> and so I kind of think that that's what was going on for me. I was just like, I know I can do that too, so I'll have yeah. that too. Not, and, and I really, like, I just go, I don't think that was coming from a place of jealousy, more from mm. a place of like, oh, that's on, that's on the menu? Oh, yeah. oh I'll get that too. <laughs> that is awesome. And I think what you've described too is that little process of the check-in, like mm. you've done the check-in is this jealousy or what is this? Because if it's jealousy, how do I reframe it? How do I test myself or, you know, hold myself to my own standards? Mm. Or actually, is this just a normal human emotion and I can reframe that? And can I be inspired by it? Can I set some goals for it? Can I celebrate where my friend is at? Because, yeah, that what you've described is quite different to... I want what she's having because I'm so inadequate. There's, I'm nothing without that. I can't be her friend without that. I'm no mm. good. No one will like me. All of those things as well. Yeah. One of the things I think is really helpful when we um, are erring towards jealousy, I'm not sure that, correct me if I'm wrong, Kirst, I'm not sure that there's any kind of um, philosophy that would say jealousy is a really positive emotion. I can't think of any that would say that, that's the case. Um, I think there are certainly expressions like you've just said, inspiration of motivation that can come from that, but jealousy in and of itself. And a really great way to combat that inner green beast is to practice gratitude. And the gratitude can be on behalf of someone else. So you could have, you could be doing, I'm so grateful that my friend has been able to achieve that because I know how important that is and you can, you know, practice that gratitude or you can practice the gratitude of I'm so grateful that I have this, I'm so grateful that I have choice, I'm so grateful that I have my basic needs met. Like gratitude is a really awesome thing to flip to when you start to feel jealous. Mm. Yeah, 
Absolutely agree. And I think that it is really important to recognize how you're feeling. Like, because mm. jealousy yeah. in yeah. and of itself, like, as you said, it's quite a common human reaction. Mm-hmm. It is being able to um, stop and recognize that that's how you're feeling yeah. and how you're wanting to respond to mm-hmm. that emotion um, because it's, your emotions are fine. Every emotion is fine. You're mm-hmm. allowed to feel angry. You're allowed to feel resentful. You're allowed to feel inadequate, although we hope you don't ever feel that. And same with helpless. And discuss like you're, the, you can't stop your feelings. Um, you can, however, um, learn to acknowledge them and recognize them for what they, for what they are. Mm-hmm. And figure out where they're coming from and what it is that you want to do with that emotion. Yeah, and bring it out into the light because our emotions that we hide often come with shame. And so if you're feeling shame that you're a jealous person, actually bring that out into the light because the grass is... So here's a really cool thing I heard the other day, Kirst, about the saying the grass is always greener on the other side. Apparently, and I have not full disclosure, done my research on this, but it was a horticulturalist that was sharing it, is that grass when viewed from a certain distance away will always look greener and fuller than exactly the same grass that you're standing on when they're identical. And it's got something to do with the density of the grass or the colour of the grass. And he said it actually is true. It does look greener. However, it is not. (laughs) It is an illusion. And I really, like, I thought that's cool from a literally you know horticultural perspective Mm. it does look greener but it's it's not a true reflection of the truth Mm. yeah and so yeah going I think it is really important to go well why am I feeling this way (laughs) like yeah yeah and what am I going to do about it because you can Mm. absolutely buy into consumerism you can listen to the ads you can you know go well yeah I want what she's having because I want to keep up with her because that's mm. what's fueling me, yeah. not because I'm inspired to do things my way. Yeah. Like, or, you know, and let's take it away from that circumstance with my friend. Like, let's go, you know, your friend walks in with a Louis Vuitton bag, mm-hmm. like, and you're like, oh, that's a really pretty bag. And she spent five grand on that. So I have to. I need to keep up with her. Mm, mm. <laughs> or you get an email saying, hey, this is on sale and you're going to look really amazing with this, you know, new makeup yeah. or new dress or whatever. Why are we buying into it? Is it out of jealousy? And if it is that, then what can you, what thoughts do you need to process and where is that stemming from? Is it because you're feeling insecure or you have fear or you have, re- you know, you have that relative lack. And mm. I think that, that that relative lack, Amy, is that perspective on the grass. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but why is it that you're wanting to do that? And does it align with your values? So coming back to what Amy said, like is spending five grand on a Louis Vuitton bag, like does that align with your values? If it does, go for it. Buy mm. that Louis Vuitton bag. 
But if it doesn't align with your values or if it is coming from a place of jealousy that you're thinking that you need to keep up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. and, i.e. your best friend or some rando that you've seen on Instagram, yeah. um, why? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. let's dig into that insecurity. Let's dig into that fear. Let's dig into that relative lack and figure out what's actually going on underneath that because there's – there's always something going on. Mm. And I think like we've done really well at um, expanding on jealousy. And so maybe if we shift our attention to the contentment side of it so that we know what contentment looks like. Um, contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. And so I've we've talked about whether we might do the next episode as happiness versus joy because there's some things to unpack in that. Um, so we may not fully unpack the happiness versus joy today, but let's talk mostly around contentment. And if I think of something that is content to me, it almost seems like it is, you know, when you're eating a big meal and you reach that point of contentment where you're like, I've had enough and I feel still feel good. And then you have like that one more serve or another piece of garlic bread or whatever. And you're like, oh, I've lost that contentment because I've actually been gluttonous or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that feeling is of contentment is a really um, it's it's finely balanced because it is difficult to stay in contentment. It takes practice to stay in contentment. It, it takes is practice that one to know. Slice. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> take much for you to tip away from contentment. And it doesn't take much for you not to get, like, it's so, it's like I'm picturing like a seesaw mm-hmm, and it's like yeah. getting that seesaw to balance with neither end on the ground. So, yeah, let's talk. What does contentment look like, Kirst? I think for me, contentment or I think both of these, jealousy and contentment, can come back to knowing your identity mm-hmm. and, like, knowing who you are and what brings you joy Mm -hmm. um, and what brings you happiness even um, and what brings you like what are your values and what are your goals in life Um, so I think that way when you know that stuff then you can make decisions based from that Mm, you mm. can like there is absolutely no point me trying to be Amy because I'm nothing like her. Mm, yeah. And so, and if you tried to be me and you achieved it, you wouldn't be content. No. And so knowing who it is that I'm uniquely made to be, and that's not saying that any that I don't need to do work to continue to figure out who it is that mm, I'm meant to mm. be, um, but I at least know that I'm not Amy, like, yeah. and that's – and I'm not Simon, I'm not Oliver, I'm not Amelie, I'm Kirsty. And mm. so figuring out who Kirsty is and what makes her happy and what makes her content and what my values are and what it is that I'm the goals that I'm trying to achieve can really help with being content. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, if I um no, you know, we're choosing to build a pool at the moment and we could have gone completely all out. Mm. <laughs> but that didn't align with our goal 
of having money to go on a holiday. Mm. Um, and so, and I also don't accept, expect the pool to fulfill all of my contentment needs. Mm. It's not going to make me not want to go on holidays. <laughs> I'm still going to want to be a traveller. Yes. Um, but it is going to um, make it hopefully will get some energy out of my children when they come after yeah, school. And you'll, you'll have, you've, it aligns with your values of spending time as a family, being hospitable, enjoying time together, like yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And so we didn't get a pool because two of our best friends are getting pools because yeah. <laughs> that would be silly. We could just go use our two best friends' pools <laughs> instead. Um, but we we got a pool because it aligned with what it is that we need for in our family at the moment. Mm. Um, and so, but I'm not expecting the pool to bring contentment to every aspect of my life. Yeah. And and I think that's the same with a handbag or, you know, Mother's Day presents or presents for my birthday or Christmas. If I'm expecting them to bring me contentment, mm-hmm. then that points, that is an indication to me that I need to do some more work on myself because things um, things are never going to bring contentment to me. Mm. And Kess, I think like in that initial description we talked about being a relative lack of possessions or safety is sometimes we just get that all wrong, possessions and safety, because safety might be that you have an oh no bank account that's got a certain amount of money in it should something go wrong. But if you're also trying to fix your jealousy with possessions, you're possibly making your jealousy and of not feeling safe higher. Mm -hmm. And yep. so they actually can really bump up against each other if you don't get that balance right and you don't understand what your values are. One question that I think would be really helpful for you as a listener to you know, rumble over in the next week is the question, what would it take for you to be content? What would it take for you to be content? And I think if you journaled or thought about it in the shower or while you're going for a drive or something like that, it's a really confronting question, really confronting question, but a really awesome question to help you understand who you are, what your purpose is, why you're here on this earth. What would it take for you to be content? Mm. Yeah, and it is really challenging. And as you said, it is that fine balance because, like, I go, I know some people would go, oh, I'd be content if all of my children got along. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that can turn on a dime. Well, yeah, it it's certainly like within turns your control. on a dime in my house. One minute mm-hmm. they're best friends, the next minute they don't want to speak to each other yeah. ever again <laughs> <laughs> until the next minute when they're best friends again. And so, yeah, it really, really does need to come from within because mm. it needs to be stuff that you have control over. One thing that I... Um, absolutely love doing is listening to podcasts and reading books and watching documentaries about immigrants. There's a special level of um, determination that comes with being an immigrant. I know that my grandparents immigrated um, to Australia from Europe and they, you don't come with much. Like my dad immigrated as a, a young boy, so he's an immigrant as well. And 
read stories, listen to stories about immigrant families who have chosen to leave everything behind and come with just the few possessions they need for the hope of a better future and the contentment that can be had when you leave everything and you come with a little bit. It is really like it's just one of those, I don't know, I just love reading immigrant stories. It it ties me quite strongly to my own family history. But, um, yeah, I don't actually have any I can recommend off the top of my head because it's like just a pool of goodness. (laughs) But it is worth just having a, a look around. I think in that same vein, like looking around and realizing <laughs> the first world that we live in mm-hmm. um, can be sobering. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even like we're going through an election, we're in election phase in Australia at the moment. Um, and I was listening to a podcast yesterday about the ch- how to vote and choices that we can make um, and whether or not we preference ourselves over preferencing the least of those Mm -hmm. in our society um (laughs) and yeah it's it's challenging (laughs) yeah that's really that's that's awesome and and that's where like I go well where does jealousy lead us like what as you said before like where is any positivity in the jealousy other than in inspiration but to what end? And that, I yep. think that that's what's important. If it's to your end that's detrimental actually to your mental health or mm-hmm. your financial health, um, then it's not of worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if it – and that's where I'm all like, well, wh- where does this end? So, And I think that that's where it's really good to stop and ask yourself like – like what is actually going on am I jealous is that why I'm tempted to buy this handbag is this like can would I be content if I didn't buy this handbag would I be content without this makeup would I be content without this dress yeah and questioning your choices like and being really intentional like we always come back to Let's be intentional. Mm. We really want to encourage everybody to be intentional. And again, like absolutely no problem if you're being intentional in buying a $5,000 Louis Vuitton bag, like amazing, go for it. And then there's absolutely no judgment on what it is that you're purchasing, whether it be a pool, a house, a handbag, makeup, there's no judgment. We just really want to encourage you to be intentional about your choices and stop and figure out why what's driving this purchasing yeah. behavior because if mm. it's jealousy then maybe it's time to do some work on yourself as to where that's coming from and why it's coming to you one and of if the it's thing- contentment go for it <laughs> yeah one of the things Kirst that I have um, noticed in myself is sometimes if we've got friends who have beautiful houses and I you know, we'll go for lunch and then we'll come home and I like look at my house and just think, oh, it's just so old and there's so many things that are not working. At the moment we have mice and I was like horrified that we had mice and then I caught up with friends on the weekend and two of them had mice as well locally. And I was like, oh, that means that they're, you know, everywhere and that's just hideous. And it's not the state of your house. It's not how old your house is that's causing the mice. (laughs) No, but the reason that we've now got mice inside is because in the most recent rains our house shifted. 
Mm. And it's shifted probably only like two or three centimetres, but it's created a gap. <laughs> so yeah. we found the gap because we've been like, where are these mice getting in? We, we're really miffed. We haven't had mice for years and years and years and years. And then we're like, oh, one of the doors wouldn't close properly. And we're like, okay, the house has done a bit of a shift and whatever. And then we went, oh, could that be it? And then we found the gap where the wall has completely given us a gap. Anyway, sometimes when we're out with friends, we see their beautiful houses and we come home and I'm like, mm, my house is not very pretty. No one ever walks away from our house and goes, oh, my gosh, isn't their house so beautiful? I want a house <laughs> like that when I grow up. Nobody says that about my house. My house is there to make you feel better about your house, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but one it's of the things... It's a lovely, hospitable home. Correct. It's, it's the ugliest house on the street, but it's warm, it's safe. We don't have a massive mortgage hanging over our heads. It's every, I'm content, right? And this is what I have to keep reminding myself, is I have to act in contentment to counteract the jealousy. Mm-hmm. So the jealousy actually shows us insecurity, not particularly in jealousy but I'm like oh I don't want to then invite them to our house because their house is so amazing and there's like you know all these places the kids can hide and disappear and go and play and if they come to our house we're all in one room and to overcome that for myself I'm like I just have to invite them over because otherwise I'm telling a whole big story about how they're going to drive up and think oh my gosh it's such an ugly house and they're going to walk in and go oh it's tiny and all of that is probably untrue if we invite people in and we're hospitable and we enjoy their company and all of those things, they're the types of friends we have. And so if I act on my own contentment, which is, yes, we could totally afford to move house and buy a bigger, better house. But actually, at the moment, we're content. I have to act on it to reinforce it. And that's how it works for me. I have to sometimes when I think I've got nothing nice to wear, I still have to go out for dinner with my friends because my friends don't care that I'm wearing the same thing I've worn the last five times we went out for dinner. Yeah, and I Do you think know what that, I mean? think you just got to act on it sometimes. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that, and equally so, like being really clear on what is your triggers. Like as I said at the start, like I don't, I don't subscribe to very many emails because mm. it actually triggers jealousy in me. Yeah, I don't go out. You know, I don't have. Um, I choose not to s- spend time with people who are naturally jealous people like who display their jealousy openly um, because that isn't contentment for me. Yeah, it doesn't help you live the life that you want to live. No, and so I, it is like cutting off the legs of jealousy before it takes hold. Like how do I counteract this and then also like, well, how do I stop it from starting Mm -hmm. and then doing your like going okay I'm going to act in contentment I am going to invite people into my home I am going to be excited for my friends when they buy Louis Mm -hmm. Vuitton bags like because that's not my choice (laughs) anyway we hope that that has been helpful for you today (laughs) yes I've it's been helpful for me so you know at least one person that's been part of this is I think it is people too. Sorry, yeah. both of us find it helpful. <laughs> so we've got a review from Jenna Benner85, and that's from Apple Podcasts Australia, and it's called Control and Emotions. Oh, thanks, Ben, for finding this one for us. <laughs> appropriate. I know. How funny. What a, how an appropriate <laughs> review. 
So it says, thank you for discussing the topics of control and emotions. Separate episode. It certainly made me think and rethink my situation and how I'm not alone in this. You have given me inspiration and ideas on how I can take control of my life and how I am living. Thank you for keeping it real and discussing topics that we often just can't discuss with others. Loving your podcast. Well, Jenna, we have provided another one that people don't <laughs> often talk about. Jealousy no, and no. contentment. <laughs> and can I, I tell you one thing we forgot to mention, Kirst, is you know how before we were talking about that, like jealousy versus I wish you didn't have it and I wish I had it instead. Mm. That's actually envy. So envy Mm. is when you don't want someone else to have it and you want it instead and jealousy is when you want it as well, generally speaking. But I just thought I'd throw that in at the end. Oh, cool. Maybe I am jealous of my friend then, but not envious. Yeah, that's true, but not envious because you still want good for her. Yeah. and Mm. and, But then that's where I go, oh, but again, I'm like, I, I just don't like, maybe it's just that like jealousy is always that negative connotations. Mm. And again, I'm not feeling anything negative about this conversation with my friend. I'm only mm-hmm. feeling inspired. And hey, if that's on the menu, I'll have that too. Yeah, I'll have what she's having. I'll have having. what she's having. <laughs> well, until next week, you can have what we're having by listening to like the 300 episodes before this. Mm-hmm. You can always scroll back, find an episode that piques your interest. Um, there's topics that you can do. There's guests. We've got a whole suite that you can pick from. And until next week, happy decluttering. Amy, oh, I yes. what are we going to give them to inspire them to do mm-hmm. a review? Oh, we are. I've got one. If you do own a Louis Vuitton bag, I want you to do a review. <laughs> That's the best. Even if you own a fake one, we want you to yeah. do a review. Yeah, if you've got one from Thailand, you're free to do a <laughs> review. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I won't be leaving a review because my handbag is from Kmart, but I look forward to seeing who else leaves a review this week. Yeah. hope you have a lovely week people see you then bye Bye. thanks for joining us if you've learned something awesome today we'd love you to leave us a review on itunes or facebook so others can find our podcast too don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website artofdecluttering.com.au so if there's anything you want more info on check it out there if you'd like to join our supporter community you can do so over at patreon.com slash the art of decluttering We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.